0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast for our Friday show for week 21. Uh, Today's date, March 10th of 2023. If my voice sounds a little bit different, that's simply because I'm doing this a little bit earlier in the day. Uh, usually when I you know, first wake up in the morning, I'm sure most people experience this. Your voice is a little bit lower. Uh, so that's why it sounds like I'm Suddenly, you know, a couple registers down in my voice. But regardless, we have a pretty quick show for you. We're just going to give you the game summaries, the latest news, Uh, neither of which should take very long. We'll give you some previews for this weekend's game action, uh, and then we'll go ahead and wrap things up. So you can go ahead and get your weekend started early. Uh, Enjoy the weekend as much as you can. We'll be back on Monday for our Week 22 show. Uh, So let's go ahead and jump into things with our... Game summaries. Firstly, the Charlotte Hornets won in Detroit against the Pistons, 113-103. to 103. The Hornets, that's their second straight win after their impressive win in New York uh, a couple of days ago. The Hornets led by as much as 18 points in this game on their way to this victory. For the Pistons, they were led by uh, Corey Joseph, and his 17 points off the bench in 24 minutes. Impressive scoring for him. They got 16 points each from Jaden Ivey and James Wiseman. Wiseman also had 13 rebounds, uh, and then Isaiah Livers had 13 points. Meanwhile, for the Hornets, they had three 20-point scorers, including Kelly Oubre, Jr., who led all scores in this game with 27. Uh, 21 points for Terry Rozier and nine assists for him as well along with two steals and two blocks. Very nice all-around st- uh, statistical performance. P.J. Washington added 20 points himself. They had 13 points, 10 rebounds from Nick Richards off the bench and 14 points from Dennis Smith Jr. off the bench uh, as they get that win in Detroit. Very nice win for them. Next, an overtime game in Indianapolis with the Pacers hosting the Houston Rockets. And the Pacers win this one 134-125. to 125. Uh, exciting game, to say the least. And it's interesting because the Pacers led through most of this game. The Rockets' first lead came in the, few, the, the closing last minutes of the fourth quarter. Pacers took the lead back. Game ended up being tied, going to overtime, and then the Pacers regained the lead again. So kind of an interesting uh, flow of the game when you consider it went to overtime and how little the Rockets led in this game. Uh, for the Rockets, they were led by Javari Smith Jr., the rookie, having maybe one of his best games of the season: thirty points, twelve rebounds, and three assists, along with two steals and a block. A great all-round performance for the rookie, uh, showing the potential that landed him uh, one of the top, landed him as being one of the top picks in this last year's draft. Alongside him, they had twenty-four points from Jalen Green and 23 points from Kenyon Martin Jr., or K.J. Martin, if you will. For the Pacers, though, they had a very balanced attack, eight players with 10 or more points, led by Tyrese Halliburton's very impressive, 29 points and 19 assists, showing the kind of uh, star play that made him an all-star this season. He also had 21 points and seven blocks from Miles Turner, very impressive for him as well. Uh, again, the rest of their starters and some key bench players scored in double figures as the Pacers get that win. Very nice win for them. Next, the Utah Jazz are back in the winning column after a a recent three-game skid. Uh, They beat the Orlando Magic in Orlando 131 to 124 in a a fairly close game, an exciting game, Uh, back and forth despite the Jazz having as much as a 15-point lead early in the third quarter. It was still close in the final minutes, but the Jazz still able to come out on top with the victory. For Orlando, all five starters had uh, double-figure scoring, and they also had 17 off the bench from Jalen Suggs. Uh, Their leading scorer in this game was Paolo Bencaro, the rookie, 26 points, eight rebounds for him, 25 points for Markel Fultz, and 24 points for Franz Wagner. Nice scoring for them, but the Jazz uh, equaled that, and then some. 31 points for Lowry Marketing, along with five rebounds. 23 points for Taylor Horton Tucker, starting at that point guard type spot. He also had eight assists. Um, 17 points off the bench for Simone Fontecchio. I believe that is his highest scoring game of the season, one of his highest scoring games. Uh, Walker Kessler added 13 points, 10 rebounds, and three blocks uh, to help guide the Jazz effort inside, and the Jazz get that nice win to get back in the winning column. Next, this was probably the most noteworthy game, one of the two most noteworthy games uh, from last night's slate of games, and that was the Memphis Grizzlies winning at home against the Golden State Warriors, 131-110. to 110. And there's a lot of conversation around this being a potential rivalry, whether or not it's, you know, the potential for a future rivalry if they have some more matchups. Uh, some Warriors players saying it's not really a rivalry. The Memphis players saying that they – uh are better than the Warriors players. In particular, there was some uh, jawing between Dylan Brooks of the Memphis Grizzlies and Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors. Some back and forth related to Draymond Green's podcast that he does. Um, Kind of an interesting situation there. Two guys that have similar aspects of their games as far as being uh, somewhat antagonists, being willing to play more of that uh, mental game in – you know, the course of a, a basketball game itself. So kind of interesting matchup. Again, the Grizzlies come out on top, despite the ab- the continued absence of John Morant. Um, in this game, the Grizzlies never trailed. Very impressive win, uh, leading by as much as 23, winning by just a little less than 23 points uh, at the end of it. For the Warriors, they were led by Steph Curry, 29.7 rebounds, four assists. Uh, pretty solid all-round game. They got 22 points from Jordan Poole starting uh, alongside DiVincenzo, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green. So continuing with a little bit smaller lineup. Draymond Green had 16 points, uh, five rebounds, seven assists, and three steals. So he had a decent game himself. Meanwhile, for the Grizzlies, all five of their starters uh, scored in double figures. Three of those, 20 or more points. Those being Tyus Jones, 22 points, 11 assists leading the charge for the Grizzlies. They also had 21 from Jaron Jackson Jr. and 21 from Desmond Bain as well. Um, 15 off the bench from Santiago Aldama, and the Grizzlies get a very impressive win against the Golden State Warriors. Next, the Milwaukee Bucks defend home court against the Brooklyn Nets, 118-113. to 113. Uh, Again, Giannis Antetokounmpo did not play this game due to a sore hand, uh, probably more an abundance of caution rather than a massive, severe injury. Uh, hopefully he's back in the lineup within the next game or two. Um, pretty close affair throughout, you know, especially the fourth quarter. Uh, Bucks never led by uh, as much as ten points in that fourth quarter. It was close throughout. Uh, Nets held an early lead in the first quarter, uh, but the Bucks still come out on top with the victory here. For the Nets, much of their scoring came off the bench. Their leading scorer being Patty Mills, twenty-three points off the bench along with seven rebounds, four assists. He also had 21 off the bench from Cam Thomas and 17 off the bench from Drew Smith. So, again, most are scoring off the bench. Uh, three of their five starters did not score at all. Kind of a unique uh, game for the Nets. Meanwhile, for the Bucks, all five of their starters did score in double figures, being led by Bobby Portis and his 28 points, 13 rebounds. Continuing to be an uh, impressive backup for Giannis, especially when they need him to start those games. He's been very good. Great game from Brooke Lopez as well. 24 points, 10 rebounds, but he also racked up nine blocks as he continues to make his case for a potential Defensive Player of the Year candidate. They also got 19 points from Grayson Allen, and they get a nice win at home to uh, get right back into the swing of things as far as uh, piling on the wins, getting some streaks together of you know, consecutive wins. And then finally, the, the other notable game, I mean, all these games had importance, but the most notable, the Warriors Grizzlies, of course, but also this last game, uh, the Sacramento Kings hosting the New York Knicks Two kind of surprise teams, feel good stories in some ways um, being uh, surprisingly potent in their respective conferences, but the Kings come out on top at home in this one against the Knicks. 122 to 117 uh despite a comeback effort from the Knicks that uh was pretty successful as far as you know they tied the game at one point early fourth quarter uh, but the Kings hold on to still get the victory here for the Knicks they were led by RJ Barrett's 25 points they had 23 points 10 rebounds and two steals from Julius Randall 19 points each for their uh, backcourt of Quentin Grimes and Jalen Brunson. Uh, 15 rebounds off the bench for Josh Hart as well. He continues to be that impressive rebounding uh, guard slash forward. For the Kings, though, they had seven guys with 10 or more points being led by DeMontis Sabonis' triple-double, 24 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists. They had 23 points from De'Aaron Fox, 19 points off the bench for Malik Monk. Very balanced effort. Uh, pretty typical from kind of what we've seen from them this season as far as the leading scores, the the bench pieces, and everyone doing their part to help get a very nice win against that New York Knicks team. And that takes care of our game summaries from last night's action. As far as our key news, we really don't have a uh, a massive amount of news to talk about. Firstly, uh, for the Toronto Raptors, Fred Van Vliet was fined $30,000 for his comments on the officiating following uh, their loss in uh, L.A. against the Clippers on Wednesday. Um, he mentioned in that uh, rant of sorts that he didn't care if he was fined, and that kind of was you know, a confirmation that he would have to get fined for that uh, little spiel that he had. So he was fined $30,000. And then uh, news for tomorrow, Saturday, the uh, NBA's subdivision in Africa, the Basketball Africa League, will tip off its third season on Saturday. So that's exciting. Uh, Another league of action to uh, pay attention to and a league that promises to be a potential feeder-type league to the NBA uh, with some of the talent that's available uh, in Africa. And maybe a a league that sets an example of some other – type of feeder leagues that might be set up across the world. Um, Maybe, maybe not. I'm just kind of adding in my own thoughts as far as where that could lead. But uh, regardless, worth paying attention to. Uh, Not sure we were able to see those games, but, you know, it's it's an interesting league to follow regardless. Uh, No transactions really to report, and that takes care of our key news. Again, not very much to talk about. When it comes to our game previews for this weekend, uh, we are, again, we're talking about Saturday through Monday's games. Uh, and all of the times I will give for these games are in Eastern Standard Time. Firstly, on Saturday, we have 10 games total. The first of these being a ABC game, the, nat- the only national broadcast game we have on Saturday. On ABC, at 8.30, we have the Milwaukee Bucks in Golden State against the Warriors. Uh, intriguing matchup, especially if you have... Giannis back uh, from missing the last game Giannis and the Bucks at the strength they've been this season versus the Warriors defending champions but struggling overall this season there's some intrigue in that matchup especially Curry against Giannis uh, we don't always get a chance to see that a ton with that being an interconference conference matchup but uh, that'd be an intriguing one to watch and then at league pass if you want to you know, mark down one other game to consider. League pass at nine o'clock. I have the Kings in uh, Phoenix against the Suns as an interesting one to watch for. Um, now, it takes a ding, you know, with the, the absence of Kevin Durant. That's still tough news for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, but regardless, Suns are still a team that can uh, finish in the top third of the West even without Durant, and they hopefully get him back for the playoffs. But that's interesting. Uh, that team going up against the Sacramento Kings, which overall have been a better team this season. Uh, very intriguing matchup there. On Sunday, we have six games total and one national broadcast. We're not doing our uh, huge Sunday showcase. We've done the last couple of Sundays. Um, but that one national broadcast is a game we'll mention here. ESPN at 9 o'clock, later tip-off. The New York Knicks in Los Angeles against the Lakers. Now, that's a classic rivalry, classic matchup, especially going back to the 70s. There was some heated Knicks-Lakers matchups, uh, consecutive finals appearances for these teams. Uh, three of the four finals from 70 to 73 uh, were Knicks versus Lakers. So there's a very interesting uh, historic element, but also uh, two teams with some different goals in mind. The Knicks are trying to carve out a spot. Uh, in the top four at this moment, looking to get a first-round home court advantage. Meanwhile, the Lakers are simply vying for their uh, sol- solidifying their place in a play-in type spot, and maybe you know, ultra best-case scenario, trying to slip into a succeed in the playoffs. Uh, so, two teams that are both looking to better their standing in the playoff type picture uh, should be a very intriguing matchup, nonetheless. Then on Monday, we have seven games total, but we've got a lot of games that have some intrigue for you to consider. Firstly, uh, we have an ESPN doubleheader. Those will be your national broadcast games. Uh, ESPN at 7.30, we have the Memphis Grizzlies in Dallas against the Mavericks. And then uh, at 10 o'clock on ESPN, we have the Phoenix Suns in Golden State against the Warriors. Uh, Grizzlies-Mavericks, there's intrigue there as far as the Western Conference playoffs, but that that does take a hit with the absence of John Morant. Uh, and then the Suns-Warriors game, uh, similarly in some ways to the Kings suns game, but those two teams, Suns and Warriors, a little bit closer in the standings. Suns, the team with the advantage in that particular matchup, but both teams looking to uh, really elevate themselves in the Western Conference, two teams in the Pacific Division. There's a lot of intrigue in that matchup. Then I have two other... League pass games that you might want to check out, both of them at 7.30. So if you decide to watch one of these instead of that ESPN game, it'll have to be one or the other. Uh, League pass at 7.30, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves in Atlanta against the Hawks. And then also at 7.30, we have the Utah Jazz in Miami against the Heat. Uh, Timberwolves-Hawks we have because uh, record-wise they're not too far apart and they're kind of in different positions. Currently the Timberwolves uh, sitting – in the on the very edge of that playoff picture, that sixth seed. Uh, meanwhile, the Hawks are in the play-in picture. So, two teams with a little bit different outlook at this moment in the playoffs, but two teams with pretty similar records, and uh, you know, similarly led as far as younger talent. Trey Young for the Hawks being the leader there. Anthony Edwards for the Timberwolves being the leader there. There's, uh, I think, that could be a very exciting matchup. And then that Jazz-Heat game, of course, I mentioned that because I am a Jazz fan, but also I think similarly to Timberwolves-Hawks, you have two teams, different conferences, but similar records, both vying for uh, play-in type positioning. Uh, Heat currently in that picture in the East, Jazz outside of that picture in the West. Um, But the Jazz looking to start to build some wins back up after they lost a few consecutive. Uh, So there's some intrigue there as well, especially considering... Uh, the past matchups we've had from them this season alone. Uh, the Tyler Hero game-winning shot uh, to end the calendar year in 2022. Uh, there's some intrigue there. It should be a pretty ga- uh, great game to watch out for. And, you know, all of these, I think, have a lot of potential to be great games to watch. Uh, but that takes care of our game previews for the weekend. Uh, that being said, let's go ahead and give you our This Day in History fact. Today's, you know, much like the rest of the show, is pretty short, but... I had to include it once I saw it on the uh, you know list of potential facts to share with you. Uh, March 10th, we're going back to 2004 for this one. So March 10th of 2004, Richard Hamilton, or Rip Hamilton, if you prefer, wears his trademark mask for the first time. And that's the whole fact. But how can he see that and not want to share that as your this day in history fact? That's just such a great one. Rip Hamilton, a very underrated player in NBA history. Um, with that, that takes care of our show for you. We want to thank you again for listening. Uh, if you want to check out our Instagram page, that's Crossover Across Time, all one word on Instagram. We share content from the show. Uh, we do our best to share content from across the NBA as well. So it's a great place to stay up to date on the NBA as a whole, uh, alongside listening to the podcast where you can get a little bit more in-depth conversation about what's going on in the league. Um, thanks again for listening. Have a great weekend, everyone. And uh we do have some bonus episodes. Again, I'll remind you, tomorrow we'll be uh posting a couple of bonus episodes, some franchise focus episodes, uh, one on the New Orleans Pelicans and one on the Detroit Pistons. Uh so if you decide to tune into those, that would be great. Otherwise, we will be back with you for our normal show on Monday. We'll see you then.